You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 270. He didn't let a budget like crush his dreams, crush his goals, crush his desires, his motivation, his drive. What he did is just simply out hustle what money couldn't do. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. With over 180,000 titles to choose from from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or even MP3 player, it is a no-brainer. To take advantage of this special offer, Again, go over to www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. This is game changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Bam! Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be hosting today's episode and super excited to be with you guys. For those that might be listening for the first time, I want to tell you welcome to Rhino Nation to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast where we talk about wholesaling. And for those that might be new thinking, what in the world is wholesaling? Wholesaling is just simply the art of finding a deeply discounted property that you can then turn for a huge profit. And we're going to be talking about different strategies that you can do and implement and take action on so that you can get your first deal. We're interviewing one of our students that just recently went through our program and just has done a couple deals. And he's going to share his story step by step how he just did one of his deals. So this is something you can listen to and already get some action, some gold nuggets, some tips, some tricks that you can go implement in your market right now. Today we have Joshua Hernandez. He's 22 years old. This is what's pretty dang amazing about this as you listen to the story. A 22-year-old. I didn't start until I was 32 years old. Where would I be today had I had a 10-year start? So I'm super excited that at 22 years old, he's succeeding. But I'm also super excited for his future. And that's going to start to unravel slowly but surely for this guy. He's from Houston, Texas. He started in the tribe back in September. He did a deal a few months later in December. And now he's closing on yet another deal today and has a couple other ones in the pipeline ready to go. And he's going to share step by step how he did his first wholesale deals. So get a piece of paper, get a pen out, get ready to jot down your gold nuggets. And let's bring on Mr. Joshua Hernandez. Joshua, how the heck are you, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's a real real pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to really bring your story out to the world because there's not many people that dare or have the confidence at 22 years old to just get right out there and go into it. What got you into wholesaling? Um, So before uh, joining the tribe, I really didn't even have any experience in uh, real estate or anything. I was just, my goal was to uh, play professional soccer. And so I was mainly chasing that dream. And after the summer of uh, that summer, before I joined the tribe, I was like, if I don't, if I'm not in a like a professional team or anything like that, I need to find some way of making money. And so I was just like, 
searching on YouTube, different things, how to make money and stuff like that. Cause I really didn't, uh, like college and, you know, I wasn't doing my homeworks when I would go. So I figured it wasn't worth it. And, um, yeah, You're like a spitting image of me. It's like bad college. I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, after that I was just praying and honestly, I didn't, I had no idea what I was going to be doing. And I was just praying, like trying to find out a way of where I could make money, not just like work. Cause I was working at a shoe store making like minimum wage, which was so bad. And then, uh, thank God, like, uh, through YouTube, I was just, you know, looking at videos and I found wholesaling. I started watching a couple of videos and I found wholesaling ink. Then like three weeks later, I just joined the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> so you took action quick. This is awesome stuff. So you're just simply watching YouTube. You get out there, take action. And in September, you, you joined the program. You've been a rock star again, 22 years old, which I think is just incredible. So mm -hmm. let's go through the journey. Let's help them understand what that looked like. It, it, a few short months after joining the program, you did your first deal. So let's break that down, get right to the meat and potatoes, and let's mm -hmm. share with Rhino Nation what it is you did to get this wholesale deal. So let's start right from the beginning. Where was the, what kind of marketing were you doing and like what kind of list did it come from? Yeah, so this one was a tax default list. Uh, okay. I got it from the county. And um, uh, So people that I, are behind on taxes, right? Your tax delinquent yeah, list, tax default. Uh -huh. Perfect, okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, so I got that list just from like everything that I was hearing from the tribe. So I went down the county, you know, got the list. It was like 50 bucks. And then um, I did some mailers, but I had literally no money. So I was like, you know, I just started, I had no money even to like get a dialer. So I was just literally hand dialing every uh, lead from my phone through a call rail. And uh, I was just going after it like that. And, you know, I think like a month in or maybe two months, I got a pretty hot lead. Like she uh, said that, you know, they were thinking about moving and all that. And I asked if I could, you know, go over, check the house. And she said, no, you know, uh, just call me back in like two weeks. I called her back in like two weeks and um, we scheduled an appointment and uh, we went from there. Okay, so this yeah. comes from cold calling. So did you have to skip trace the list or does your county already have the phone numbers on it? No, yeah, so I had to skip trace the list. I hired a VA, that way they could scrub it and make it the right format. And uh -huh. then after that, yeah, I hired a batch skip tracing company to give me the numbers and I just started cold calling after that. Good for you. So here's the thing I think is brilliant and I want each of you listening to this, jot this down. Like these are gold nuggets that Joshua is sharing with us is the fact that he didn't let a budget, he didn't let a budget like crush his dreams, crush his goals, crush his desires, his motivation, his drive. What he did is just simply out hustle what money couldn't do. So instead of doing the direct mail route, instead of sending out the postcards, what was going to cost a little bit of money, he's like, no, I don't have this money. But he didn't say, oh, I don't have money. I can't wholesale. Darn it. Shame on me. Like, darn it. Woe is me. No, he just put his hustle and drive out there in lieu of money and he skipped traced this list and started cold calling these individuals, gets a hot lead a couple months in. So you didn't give up week one, week two, week three. It took a while. You yeah. get out there and get a hot lead. And then what does it look like? You set up the appointment. What was the big why? So we can help our audience understand how you knew maybe this was a motivated lead or someone that truly wanted to sell. Well, uh, I think uh, mainly it was funny because actually they had another house that I was uh, that was on my list, 
And I actually went over to the other house that they supposedly wanted to sell. And I was over there and I thought they lived there. And I was outside knocking on the door because we scheduled an appointment uh, that Thursday. And they were like, I was calling them. I'm like, hey, I'm outside, you know. Um, they're like, like okay. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just be here. I'll be waiting for you. They're like, okay, give me a minute. And then I waited like 20 minutes, 15. I called them again. They're like, okay, we didn't see you. I'm like, yeah, I'm outside. You know, uh, I hung up. They still didn't come outside. I was like, you know, I understand if if you don't feel comfortable me being here, um, you know, uh, we could work this out another way or whatever. And they were like, oh, you're at this house. No, no, we don't even live there. That's another house we have. We're actually, uh, that one we're going to sell in the summer, but we want to, we're actually looking to sell the one we're living in now. And this one, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to want it. It has to be gutted. Oh man, this is for, you know, somebody that wants to fix it up. Now I was like, oh really? Yeah. yeah um, this smells like that. a deal to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because at first they didn't even sound motivated for that house. But since like, I didn't really have a lot of leads or anything, I just wanted to go out and talk to them, make something happen, see if there was anything there. And then uh, they told me, yeah, hey, we, uh, we're actually looking to sell this house that we're living in. And I went over there. They ended up leaving. So I went over like the next week and we just started talking. I was there for like, I don't know, like literally like two, three, no, like two hours, right? Just talking about, you know, just their life and everything in between, right? And then I finally asked. So like, building a relationship at trust yeah. was really the, the, the key here. You aren't just sitting there talking about the house. You're kind of talking about everything that might be in common with you guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. of course. Yeah, and so we were just talking about that, and they just kind of told me their story. Because over the phone, they're like, yeah, we're just tired of it. We're moving to another uh, another city close by to Houston. And I was like, okay, great, you know, I'll take a look. And then when I got there, they told me that uh, they were actually planning on selling like a year before, but her husband had to go to the hospital. And they had, a you know, a bunch of like, tragedies they crashed and stuff like that so now they actually got to the point later on in the year where they were actually ready to sell and they were just tired of the house they didn't like it was a real mess like you know a bunch of things everywhere like the roof was all messed up and you know it was wow. bad so very not just a distressed situation the property is also very distressed yeah and they had also built another house like where they were moving so they were just ready to get out and you know leave all that behind and you know they said if it were up to them they would have sold like a year ago but they had some tragedies and you know stuff like that yeah okay uh-huh. okay so what was kind of the key points as you sit there and you're putting together still that allowed this to work for you or they went with you, what was it that you were mm-hmm. able to do for them that, that really helped them see, uh-huh. Hey, this is the route I want to go. Yeah. Um, well, basically, uh, I mean, you know, just, uh, I told them that I could pay cash and close quickly and, you know, they wouldn't have to pay any commissions or anything like that. And they did owe taxes. That was another reason why they wanted to sell it like that. So, um, you know, we we're just talking and uh, finally uh, I gave them an offer. Well, I had given them an offer through the phone, but that offer was high. And as soon as I got there, I was like, oh, man, it's not. What oh, I no, I'm going to have to backpedal. <laughs> yeah. And some people use that as, as a strategy, but I didn't even know. Like, actually, that was like my honest answer, you know. But, you know, she even told me, oh, yeah, I know it's not what you thought. It's really bad. Uh, what would you consider giving us? And I, I just shout out a number like i think i told them like fifty thousand, and they're like the husband was like okay you know that's fine i was like yes 
But then the wife was like, no, we kind of want like 55, 60. So we kind of negotiated a little bit, ended off at like 65. And uh, afterwards, we just, you know, we talked a little more about, you know, just about their life and just everything. And then I put it under contract. No, I actually didn't put it under contract till I came back to a day later because they said they wanted to think about it. And I told them, you know, I'll give you the night, but um, I'll come back tomorrow and let me know if you're ready to move forward or not. I can, you know, give you all some time to move out. Like, it doesn't have to be two weeks. And that's what ended up happening. Okay. Yeah. So what did you end up putting under contract for? So I ended up putting it under contract for... Um, what was it? It was 65,000. Yeah. 65 K. Yeah. And then now that it's under contract, you've got what you're in your mind. You're like, man, this has got to be a deal. What were you thinking? If the home was in perfect condition, what were you thinking the home could be worth? Yeah. So like I said, uh, well, around that time I was still like really, really new. So I, I was just thinking, <laughs> you're like, like, I don't know. I think it might be this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know how big of a deal like it could have sure. been, but, um, uh, so I was just thinking maybe like 170, 180, that, that's kind of where my range was at. And so um, I was kind of scared because like the house needed so much repairs. I was like, man, I don't even know if someone's going to want it. I should have got it for 30000 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you've got some spread there where you, where you think it could be fixed up worth 170, 180000 uh, yeah. You got it for under contract at 65000 from there, what did you do? Did you did you send it out to cash buyers, or what did that look like? So yeah, I uh, I had a list of like uh, one twenty, one hundred, something like that, and I blasted it out to all of them. And immediately, you know, as soon as I sent it, like five minutes later, people started calling me, like, "Hey, you know, I'm really interested in this house. Is there a way that I could go see it? This and that, right?" And I was like, "No, you know, I'm having an inspection date." next week at this time and this day. So I'm not going to let anybody, you know, go on before then. And so I was just getting a lot of response. And um, uh, at that time, I didn't know that was really good. I just, I just kind of thought that was normal. So, okay. Like after that, we scheduled the inspection day, but uh, what I really messed up on is uh, one of my friends worked at a wholesaling company, like a really big wholesaling company here in Houston. And they called me up and were like, hey, you know, we'll give it to you for this price, uh, like which was like, I don't know, like 80 something. And then I just thought that was really, really good. And I really didn't want to go through with that because I heard everything that y'all talked about, how you have to go with the inspection date. Don't let, you know, don't just have one cash buyer. Don't become a cash a, yeah. buyer's employee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was leaving to Mexico for like a family vacation, like literally a week uh, after the inspection date. So I was just kind of worrying how I was going to do it. And I ended up, sadly, I ended up uh, assigning it to uh, that wholesaling company here in Houston. Yeah. Okay. Which was okay. still good. Yeah. So what did you end up initially assigning it for? What At what price? 81 at 81k and uh, so there's a difference of about what 10 15 16,000 is that under contract yeah. 65 and then it was out 81k okay now uh, keep going and and so after that I spoke with the homeowners and I still since they're another wholesaling company they were actually doing an inspection date so I, I actually got to learn a lot of how they do it and stuff like that and uh, I had to tell the homeowners, hey, we're, you know, we're going to have the inspection date on like uh, Friday. I think it was like on Friday. And I told them, you know, they were OK with that. 
And so um, we did that. We had the inspection day, like 30 people, 35 people showed up. It was like really packed. And Holy I had the, smokes. Yeah, I had told the homeowners like, hey, you know, only a couple people are going to be coming. And she got kind of mad that a lot of people were there. <laughs> like, this is the whole neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was just kind of talking with them, trying to calm them down and stuff. They, they were really uh, calm people. So I built a relationship with them. And so they trusted me. And afterwards, uh yeah, I mean, they had a really good turnout. We basically, they basically, you know, assigned it for that price and then they closed on it. But one thing which was bad is that that I really messed up on was um, the taxes. I had told them that I was going to pay, you know, a portion of their taxes just to help them out. And uh, then like later, they kind of started saying, hey, you know, we don't want it at 65. You got to bump it up to 70. Right. And I was like, well, you know, the contract says this and that, you know, we're not paying the taxes because they owed like 8,000 and I was going to help them out with like, you know, like 4,000. So there was like kind of like a misunderstanding then uh, about the taxes and they would not go through with the deal unless I bumped it up to 70. And so um, that's what I ended up doing. I bumped it up to 70 and I assigned it to uh, that company. They went off and sold it to another buyer. Okay. So an $11,000 assignment fee, is this correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. So you go out there, build a relationship of trust. You did learn things though. Here's the best part. You may look back and say, ah, oh, I shouldn't have been a cash buyer's employee. But if you didn't learn something from it, that'd be one thing. But now it's like, okay, now I know to slow down and mm-hmm. put it out there to a lot of cash buyers. And so this is a good learning regardless and it ends up being 11000 and you know what's coming right now, right? Yeah. Okay, you hold on, Joshua. Hold on. Yes, My I've been man. waiting to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Here you have been listening to the podcast, listening to the bell, and now this was like the surreal moment where the bell has been rung for you, my friend, for doing yeah, really an crazy. 11K deal, which is awesome. And you said you have one closing today. How much is that one going to be? Yeah, so that one originally, I messed up on that one also. It was supposed to be $10,000. That's what we had it on the contract. But again, uh, now I've really learned. So I'm going to set it straight next time. The homeowner was like, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not paying uh, for these taxes, this and that. And I was like, well, that's what we agreed on that, you know, the taxes were going to be prorated and I wasn't going to pay anything. So Put it for ten thousand. I had it for ten thousand, but since he didn't want to pay that, I had to pay it for him, and I'm gonna end up making four thousand on it. Four thousand. Yeah. But this is good stuff. That's fifteen thousand dollars in just a couple months as a twenty-two year old, which is just phenomenal. I'm proud yeah. of you, man. This is good stuff. I appreciate you having just the drive to also be on this podcast so you can share your story, motivate and inspire other individuals that are out there. Even the young guys now and the young girls out there, they're like, holy cow, we can do this at 20 years old? Yes, absolutely. Joshua's living proof. So I want to thank you for taking some time today to to share this story. This has been awesome. Yeah, no problem. Well, thanks for having me on. It's uh, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> it's a good, good, good day, my friend. Now, here's the way yeah. we always like to end the podcast. We always want to make sure two questions are asked so that we can continue to motivate and end on a high note. So first and foremost, we have a lot of beginners that are listening to this first time. Like, what the heck? Like, what? Is this real? Like, is this? Can mm-hmm. this happen? Can I really wholesale a deal? Looking back hindsight, what would you do differently knowing what you know now? 
Definitely have a way bigger cash buyer list because like if I did, I could have sold it for like 20,000 and yeah, because I know they sold it for like maybe six grand more or seven grand. Sure. And so that's what I would have done and just like stuck with my gut and like had the inspection date, whether I was like, you know, new or not. I mean, that's what I would have done differently is have a bigger, bigger cash buyer list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that. The second question we always ask is a book that maybe has inspired you or changed your life that you'd want to share with our with our audience. Yeah, so a book that has really helped me, especially in this business and pretty much anywhere else, it has been uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And yeah. that that book, yeah, it's been really good because when I go out and meet sellers, I, I know how to talk with them. I know how to uh, build rapport and get them to start talking and, you know, not just about the house, but about their life and their problems. So, yeah. That is awesome. That is a solid book. In fact, that's a book that I try to read every year at least once because it has so much value to reread. In fact, I learn more something where I'm like, I'm reading it and also mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, I don't remember this part of the book. It's been there. It just didn't stand yeah. out like it did during, to me that, during that time that I read. So awesome, awesome, awesome book. Joshua, thank you so much. This has been an incredible podcast episode where you shared step-by-step how you just did a big deal back in December. You have a deal closing today. You've got pipeline going in the future. Keep mm-hmm. on rocking and rolling, and we're going to have to do maybe some kind of a, a catch-up podcast maybe in a few months from now to see how things are going from the time that uh, we did this one until the time we do the next one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. Okay, brother. Well, Rhino Nation, this has been another solid episode here on Wholesaling Inc., where Joshua Hernandez has just shared step-by-step how he just did his first real estate wholesale deal. Get out there, start taking action. This can be you. And if you want help building your wholesaling business, head on over to www.wholesalinginc.com, book a call with our team, see if it's a good fit, and we would love to help you on your journey on building a successful wholesaling business. Until next time, take care, and we'll see you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.